there, beautiful people. Welcome to Novel Takes, the podcast where we lift the veil on business as usual. Join us for our novel takes on business, culture, and the art of getting things done. I'm partner and principal, Rachel Gans-Boriskin. And I'm founder and principal, Sarah Patrick. It's time for this week's Novel Take. Today's show is all about storytelling. We know storytelling is kind of a buzzword in business right now. It seems like every other consultant is working to help (laughs) teams tell their story. But when you move beyond brand appeal of storytelling, what other powers of stories and storytelling, what does it have for us? What is the value to us at Novel? That's really what we're going to be exploring in today's show. I am from a family of storytellers, um, from professional storytellers, homegrown storytellers, just a lineage of storytellers. And I know you're a storyteller too. Yeah. Um, One of the things along the way that I've done is if you've heard of the moth radio hour, moth style storytelling, live storytelling, and I'm active in the storytelling community in Boston. And I love to get up on a stage and tell a true story from my life, partly because I think everyone else in my life has heard the stories already and they're sick and tired of me, but I I still love telling them. In moth-style storytelling, you have a theme and you tell a story on that theme. But I know for me, I have, you know, a list of stories and different ones can fit with different themes, multiple themes. And one of the things I love is taking a story I've told multiple times and fitting it to a new theme. And in the process, I often find out new things about myself. Uh, the story means something different and it's, it's an exciting thing. So I've, I've come to see storytelling um, in every aspect of my life. And also, you know, when anything bad happens, it's like, you know what? Eventually, this is going to be a really good story. story. Right. <laughs> Storytelling right now is like all the rage. If you type into Google something about story, I mean, you're going to get millions of results. If you go to any bookstore, you know, there are just so many books on storytelling and how to tell your own story, which is interesting, right? Like, it's suddenly what we're all talking about. I, you know, I wonder why you think um that is right at the moment. Right. I think despite the buzzword element around it, it is central to the human condition. This is not new, right? We, this is how story is how we make sense of things. It's how we make meaning. It's how we develop memory and how we can kind of hold on to certain information. You know, one of the neatest things I learned is that actually when we think back to our earliest memories, mm-hmm. they're sort of episodic. Like, you know, I have a memory, I think, from when I was three. I've got a memory from, you know, six, maybe from eight. But they don't, like, link up. They're just sort of there. Right. And that it's not just me. Probably, you know, if you're listening to this, think about that. That's probably what you have, too. And it turns out that developmentally, um, our stories don't kind of link up into a cohesive sense of self till about 12. And that's probably the moment you start having memories where you know the connection one to the next and that you're really building an identity. And I, I think that's so interesting that we go from being sort of characters in other people's stories to really, you know, the central character in our own and building that and that continuity of self. And so that story is inherently linked to identity. Right. And so 
I, I think that there is a real link here to business. Right. As we think of an organization's story, you know, kind of beyond strategy. Right. To the point you made about that identity link, right? There's the individual identity. There's also the organizational identity, right? So how are we telling the story? How is an organization telling its own story? And how is that linked to the organizational identity? Right. I mean, like any company has its founding story, right? Right. Like ours is at a coffee, right? Where we're like, wait a minute, we can, right. we can do this. Right. right? Um, I clearly have not crafted that into a compelling story, <laughs> but I will, I will at some point. And so I think most organizations can point to that moment. And that story is part of, you know, what, what you have to say about who you are. And I wonder, you know, just as an individual, you may start telling a different story about yourself. There are points when a company shifts and that story starts to change mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what, what is that, you know, how do you shift that as an organization when you go from being a startup with that, you know, startup energy right. to, you know, a going concern? Right. Right. I think part of that is the framework that you design into that story, right? And where in the kind of what elements of that narrative that you're going to pick out and highlight as you design that frame, right? I wonder, you know, you tell me the story of Little Red Riding Hood and how that can be told in two different ways. Okay, should, right? we, should, we, should we do that? Yes. Okay, so I love it. Because I think that that offers, you know, kind of how you can see certain things in different kinds of ways and different sort of frame-ups. Okay, so Sarah... I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot. Tell me the story of Little Red Riding Hood. You got it. You know, I always fail this one. <laughs> right, right. Go for it. <laughs> All right. So Little Red Riding Hood is sent into the woods. But, but once, a once upon a time, Little Red Riding Hood is sent into the woods to go visit her grandmother. She runs into a wolf. The wolf asks, where are you going, little girl? She says to visit my grandma. Wolf disappears goes into the woods, goes into the cabin, eats to grandma, gets in the bed. Little Red Riding Hood arrives at her grandmother's cabin. Doesn't necessarily recognize her grandmother right away. Does some investigation. Oh, grandma, what big eyes you have. All the better to see you with my dear. Oh, grandma, what big ears you have. All the better to hear you with my dear. Oh, grandma, what big teeth you have. All the better to eat you with my dear. Red Riding Hood is eaten, swallowed whole, and digested. Nope, not digested. Not digested. Not digested. We actually I, learned that right. wolves don't right. chew their food. <laughs> right? Just completely eaten whole. Because here comes the axeman who comes in and chops up the wolf in half, somehow unharming Little Red Riding Hood and her grandmother, who are undigested in the wolf's stomach and fall out yeah. whole onto the ground. Right. Like it's a wolf cesarean. They're, right. right. They're, they're pulled out. And so... You know, and that's our story, and everybody except the wolf right. lives happily ever right. after. And we learn from this, <laughs> don't talk to strangers when you are a small little girl who runs into the woods to go see her grandmother. Listen to your mother. Listen to your mother, yeah. right? Be careful in the woods alone, mm -hmm. and that sometimes big burly men can come save you. 
Right. You, you probably also learned, and I think the original idea was actually not to have sex with strangers because she was wearing a red coat. It, you can look it up. Anyway, all very important things. <laughs> so this is, but this is like, it's a, it's a fairy tale. Like, and we know how this works and there's a, a function to it, which was clearer. Actually, I think it's interesting because fewer and fewer people know this story. I think we're just not telling it to our kids anymore because it's a little it's horrifying. Troublesome. <laughs> it's troublesome in a lot of ways. But Let's say we take the story that we we know and we put it into a news heading. Like we go with the, you know, the, the who, what, when, where, why. And so it's, you know, yesterday in the woods, a little girl and her grandmother were injured in a vicious wolf attack. Right. I would even say something like Axman rescues little girl and grandmother from wolf digestion or, you know, so it's like completely centers who somebody who, you know, seems like a tertiary character in this narrative. Right. Somebody who usually I even forget is part of the story at all. Right. Right. So so we can actually focus on different things. It's also, by the way, a terrible way to tell a story. (laughs) Right? Like, you, you get rid of all the preamble, you get rid of the fun dialogue, right. you know, we don't we don't get the, the test of eyes and ears and teeth right. and all of that. Right. But it's actually the shorthand for how we read news, and it, it may be, you know, that's actually why we can't remember a lot of, you know, what we've watched or read. Right. My husband and I will play this game, we'll watch the local news, and we'll sit there, and at the end, say, okay, name three stories. Nope. And and it's it's nearly impossible right. because they're so short, they're so formulaic that you know they're they're just not memorable, mm-hmm. right? But part of this is about reworking a story and the way we tell the story. We remember different things, we highlight different things, and we do this in our own lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. There's a, a whole line of, of work in psychology and narrative therapy of how you reauthor your life, where you take agency or instead of focusing, you know, on what, what has been done to you, right. you talk about what you have done in response. And I, I think it's incredibly powerful psychologically, right? right? right. But, you know, for us... I, I think there's a way we, we see that as a fertile ground in business, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. I think, you know, kind of to your point, especially in that kind of in that narrative therapy element, you move yourself from being the victim, from having things done unto you to being the hero of your narrative. How can you be the hero? How do you center yourself in an empowerment framework? How do we help organizations be the heroes of their own narrative? How do we help them be a hero in a way that makes sense for them at this juncture, because sometimes where you are in your hero narrative shifts as things shift around you too, right? And how, how the data points change. Sometimes you outgrow your narrative and you have to, you have to rethink it and redesign it. And I think that that's one thing, one reason why storytelling is so important to us at Novel because we think of it as a process, not as a product, not something that we're just designing for the end result, but like, how are we utilizing this tool called storytelling, this tool called narrative to like help move things along? How do we use it as a tool? Right. Right. I I think actually just not just where we've been, but where we're going. Mm -hmm. What is the story you want to tell? Right. Like looking back, you know, 
at this moment, this pivotal moment, you know, 10 years from now, what's the story that you want to tell? Or, you know, we're at this, you know, point of choice. What are those different stories you could tell, you know, sort of our multiverse, right. but you know, what's, what's the different timeline and, and that storytelling is imagining mm-hmm. that it's not just, you know, what happened before it's telling a story, a vision of where you want to go and understanding, you know, through story, well, you know, what's, what's the worst case scenario here? Like, right, right, right. um, and engaging creatively mm-hmm. with it as people, you know, we often think like, you know, starting a new chapter mm. in your life, right? Like, okay, what's next? I, I think businesses have that too. Right. Uh, and sometimes the, the way we live life, the way, you know, the business cycle goes, there isn't time to really think those through. You're just kind of on this path and you just keep going. And, you know, for our work, you know, what we are passionate about and excited about is bringing people together in that moment and say like, let's pause, let's figure out, you know, this story here. Right. Um, and, and help you move intentionally and, and write the story right. as you go instead of just like rewriting it at some future point. Right. But this, I think, goes beyond rebranding, right? Right. Which I think goes back to something we said at the beginning, which is why, in part, storytelling is such a buzzword right now, right? It's such an idea, such an exciting idea, being able to use the tools of narrative to kind of overlay them onto existing business frameworks. But that's not what we're talking about here, right? We're talking about going beyond just a rebrand, right? You get to a point in your business trajectory, your growth trajectory, and you're like, okay, we have done all these things. We're ready for a rebrand. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about almost, I don't know, do you think reauthorship would be fair? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're reauthoring your story. And I think Part of the disappointment that we find with business that I think the public sometimes gets disappointed by is that it's, it's surface, Mm -hmm. right? Your own, your own employees are going to feel that just because you're, you're starting to tell a new story, unless you're living that, it doesn't make a difference. If I, you know, rewrite the past as I see it and I move from being, you know, a victim in the past to telling a story of my own, you know, being a hero, but I still engage with the world in the future as if I am a victim, as if things are happening to me and not my having agency, then the story hasn't stuck. Mm -hmm. You have to live it. And so that's where storytelling is a process. And it isn't just that product that you sell, because I think you know, certainly right now, young people in particular are are pretty cynical and saying, you know, I don't believe it, you know, walk the walk. Right. And so being intentional about this work is so important. Right, right. We're talking about an, a depth of investigation, right? We're talking about a depth of doing the, the work, but also a depth of exploring that story, authorship of that story. And then, I mean, buzzword implementation of that story right sarah's back to systems <laughs> you can't escape it i can't do it so i i think you know we we know every story has a beginning middle and an end but ends aren't always satisfying right and so i i think this is this is a pause maybe an unsatisfying end or maybe it's an end that leaves you wanting more, more. so 
If this conversation has piqued your interest and you want to hear more about what we have to say, stay tuned for other episodes. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, please subscribe, rate, and review, and give us some love. Yes, and if you're curious about what we do over here at Novel or think we could help you or your organization out, check us out or send us an inquiry over at thinknovel.com. That's T-H-I-N-K-N-O-V-L.com. And that's it. We want to shout out everyone who helped us make this show, to Mira, who helps edit and produce the show, to Alva, who is forever an inspiration. This is Novel Takes. Thank you.